So supplementation is a very important piece of their diet. And it's absolutely, we should feed a good diet and a complete diet. But you can start thinking now about the reasons why you would still need to supplement your pet, even if they get a really good diet. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. In today's episode, I'm talking to Rebecca Rose who transitioned from the world of women's healthcare to focus on improving the health of a woman's best friend. When it comes to nutrition and supplements for our dogs, I think there's always so much more to learn. That's why I loved being able to ask Rebecca some of the frequently asked questions that I see in my online community, such as how early and often should you be supplementing your dog's diet? And I hope you're not eating lunch while you listen because you can't talk supplements without talking about dog poop. (laughs) In addition to those nitty gritty questions, Rebecca also shares her experience working on brand collaborations. One of her partners is The Bear and the Rat, frozen yogurt for dogs. You can learn more about their brand in my interview with founder Meg Meyer on episode number 60. In all the interviews I've done, it is great to see how interconnected the women of the pet industry are. Having a community of like-minded entrepreneurial pet lovers is such a treat. If you'd like to get involved, please join the Wear Wag Repeat Labs private Facebook group. It's a great place to experiment with new ideas for your pet industry business. Just search Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs on Facebook and request to join today. Rebecca Rose is a biochemist, product developer, and founder of In Clover. She grew up in rural Ohio, where the local grocery store had equal amounts of buggy as car parking, and she is the youngest in her family, which did not make her spoiled, but instead it made her independent and competitive. Rebecca started her career working in the NIH and CDC in women's healthcare, and during this time, she realized that this kind of advanced research could be applied to animals to give them better wellness options. That inspired her to start in Clover, which has become the number one scientifically proven animal supplement company. Rebecca lives in Boulder, Colorado, where she shares her home with two cats, two dogs, four chickens, and two horses. (laughs) Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Tori. How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you today? Really well. Thank you. Great. Um, so so tell us a little bit about um, in Clover. If people aren't familiar with it, um, what are you know some of the products that you're best known for? In Clover is a scientifically developed for, uh, supplement company. And so we make supplements to address the chronic conditions that your dogs and cats would normally deal with. And so these would be things like, Our very first product was uh, Connectin, and that deals with joint health in both dogs and cats. And because 
25% of dogs and cats experience some sort of joint disorder in their lifetime. It's a really important product. And so that was the very first product that we came up with. We now have 40 different products that uh, deal with all sorts of chronic conditions like digestive upset, skin and coat, urinary tract problems, um, allergy, hairballs, all the sorts of things that cause your pets and cause the pet parent um, discomfort. I, I know that early on in your career, you were um, working in biochemistry as it relates to women's healthcare. How did you make the transition into animal wellness? Was there a certain pet or uh, a certain story that inspired you to kind of make that shift? I had been doing some uh, research and clinical studies with women's healthcare, and these were funded by the National Institutes of Health and the Center for Disease Control. So we had $1.5 million in grant funding to do this advanced research. And as I got into this, I realized that this sort of advanced wellness could be directly applied to animals. And at the time I had animals and I didn't really see anything that was going on that would progress wellness in the animal side. And, and I was looking at with the research I was doing, I was looking at bridging that um, allopathic, so that very traditional Western medicine with more of the natural holistic approach. And I didn't see anybody who had a scientific bent doing that work on the animal side. So I decided while doing the research in the women's healthcare that I would look into that further and specifically look into the area of joint health, which as I said before, is such a common problem. And, and people sometimes think that, well, you know, my pet's old and of course they can't jump up on the bed anymore, or I can only walk a lesser distance because they're getting a little bit older or they've had an injury. And I realized that that just isn't the case. You, you can use supplementation from a very early time in their life where as they're growing, they can get the benefits of having a good supplemental foundation in their body. And then you could use it throughout their life. So because of what I was doing with clinical studies and, and um, using very traditional scientific approaches to prove that something worked and was safe. We use that same approach with in Clover and in developing our products as I made that transition. So the first thing I did was I set up clinical studies and I did proof of concept studies here in the United States, in Colorado and in upstate New York. And then I realized I needed a little bit um, more structure. And at that point, remember this is <laughs> 20 years ago. And so at that point, the veterinary schools thought that I was a little bit wacky because I was bringing in this natural approach, but I was doing all of these very tra um, traditionally, um, you know, uh, uh, pharmaceutical type testing of it. And so I went over to Massey University, which is a global leader in research in veterinary research in New Zealand. And we did all of our double-blind placebo-controlled studies at that university 
to prove that the product actually showed results. Once we had that information, InClover was really born and we transitioned from a research company into a company that had products and made them available in, um, to pet parents. Wow, that, that's such an interesting story. I think that um, that you're right. You kind of already had this in your explanation, but there's usually um, like two different sides. There's like the the veterinary side that wants to prescribe you all these prescriptions and drugs and anti-inflammatories and all this kind of stuff. And then there is like the more natural side. And it's not too common that you see those two sides combined, but that sounds like exactly what you did. Yes. And, and I will, I'll tell you that um, it, nobody was quite ready for that 20 years. <laughs> and I had, my thought was that I would take this and uh, go to the veterinary side of and, and explain it to them, educate them, scientist to scientist. And I was very early on invited to Tufts Veterinary School to give a talk. And the title of the talk was Dual Treatment Modality in Joint Healthcare. So it was saying, you know, we can bridge this, this very um, medicinal side with the more natural side and we can make it all stronger. And um, they, in this talk, they offered continuing education credits, and which is a huge incentive for veterinarians to attend. Mm. And I flew to Boston, and not one person attended my talk. <gasps> crickets. And I realized then that it, it was just a little too early and, and a little too much to wrap the, your brain around. And so I pivoted and started working with local independent pet stores and telling their story very grassroots and telling them how our products are different and why I felt like their customers would be interested in this approach. And from that, we grew and actually started the company. And since then, um, we sell also to veterinarians, and I do give talks now to the Canine Rehabilitation Institute. So those are more for uh, veterinarians and physical therapists who are interested in dogs who are athletes. Mm -hmm. Talk a lot about using supplementation for those high-performance dogs, but it's taken a long time to get here. Yeah. Do you think that um, you know in the last twenty years? how people even think about their pets has changed a lot. And has that impacted your business as well? Oh my gosh. Yes, uh, absolutely. I, I can still remember going down to Colorado Springs to give a, a talk at a small independent retail store to their customers. And I can remember them saying, wow, you got, you're from Boulder, you know, Boulder is a little more progressive and um, you know, a little more into wellness. And now it, it's all over. And a lot of it, thanks to influencers like you who are educating people and getting the word out and talking to pet parents like us who believe that our pets are truly part of our family and we supplement ourselves. And of course, we should supplement our pets as well. Yeah, I, I definitely, I've been influenced by other people <laughs> online um, in what they add to their dog's diets to, um, you know, enhance their wellness and their health and also just kind of make their lives more interesting. I think that's one of the ways that we um, 
kind of humanize our, our dogs and kind of treat them like our children. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) but I think it is, I think it is for the greater good. Um, so if someone is, um, is, is curious about supplements, like what, what is like a good one, a good entry level supplement, I guess you could call it to get into if they really don't know anything about this? Oh, that's such a, that's such a great question because sometimes I forget having been on this journey for a long time that, um, in many cases, supplements are a new thing. And and so I have a couple of things that I like to suggest. So one is that, uh, we have a product called Optigest and Optigest is a digestive supplement. And what it does is it helps the body through enzymes to, break down and absorb the nutrients in that good food. And then the second thing that it does is it provides clinically tested levels of the prebiotic. So prebiotic feeds good native bacteria in the, that's that are naturally in their system. And so that's the entry point for me is if you can get a healthy digestive tract, get that microbiome so it's balanced and healthy, about 70% of the immune system is found in the digestive tract. So if we get that healthy, then a lot of other good things are going to radiate out from that. So the Optigest product, and you just sprinkle it over uh, your pet's food, it's for both dogs and cats. And my cats will actually select for that powder on their food. Mm -hmm. so it's not hard to give. It's kind of an easy way to get into supplements. And the fun thing about Optigest is that you will see it working right away. And, and the way you'll see that is that your pet's um, stool will be a different color because the enzymes are going to allow them to absorb the nutrients of the food and not pass it through to their stool. And it's going to be smaller. And, and so that's kind of cool to be able to see yeah. working in your pet's body by seeing not only enhanced health, but also, um, you know, the waste oh. is healthier also. Oh, sorry. The UPS truck is driving by. Oh, and that's, don't you just that's Bert's that enemy. <laughs> Usually, I actually have like UPS's schedule memorized. They usually come around 3 p.m., but I guess they're really today. (laughs) I completely get it. Um, Well, so Bert obviously wanted to have his opinion heard here. Um, He he's a good example, I think. You know, I um, rescued him about a year and a half ago, and he was on you know whatever whatever food the shelter was feeding him and wasn't getting any kind of additional supplements because they don't really do that in the shelter. Um, and he was in the shelter for over a year. So, um, when I got him, you know, he started eating the best of the best and getting all these things and all these add-ins and everything. And I could really notice, um, because he, we have, I've never had the, the Optigest, but we do use the bear and the rat um, frozen yogurt, which I think has Optigest in it. Is that right? That's correct. So the, right. uh, we have a partnership with the bear and rat, and that's a really fun way to introduce supplements to them is giving them frozen yogurt that has a, a daily administration of all those good enzymes and prebiotics. Yeah, it, it's really fun. And it's, um, 
I learned so much about you know, probiotics and prebiotics. And um, I I can really vouch for that, that um, when you are feeding your dog really good stuff and they're absorbing all of the nutrients and everything, their poop really does change. <laughs> yes. And it becomes, it's easier to pick up and it's, you know, it's not as messy and all of that kind of stuff. And um, I, I think that that is something I see pet parents concerned about, um, is, you know, their dogs having runny poop or something like that. Um, and Optigest would be a really great way to um, try and solve that, I guess. Yes, exactly. And, and it will make your pet feel better because when the, the things that are going on inside their system, when their poop isn't formed, or if they're constipated, or if they're just gassy, mm-hmm. it's really uncomfortable for them. And, um, and it's kind of fun to be able to see that difference. And it happens so quickly. So with OptiGest, you'll typically see a change in um, anywhere from one to five days. Do you ever discover a fabulous new tool to run your business and wonder why you didn't know about it sooner? That used to happen to me all the time. Luckily, through this podcast, I've asked over a hundred women what their favorite tools, apps, and resources are to run their pet industry businesses. I put their recommendations in one place, and I'm so happy that I can share that list with you. Discover over 150 apps, tools, and even the best squeaker to get the perfect doggy photo. It's all in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. The guide is totally free. Just go to wherewagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get your paws on it. So do you think that, um, you know, if a dog is having kind of a runny stool or something like that, it, it might not be the food that's the problem. If they tried adding a supplement like this, they might just be better able to digest that food. Would that be accurate? Yes, that, that is accurate. And, and it also would be helpful if you are going through a food change, because during food change, you're um, impacting the cells in the digestive tract. And so with OptiGest, you're able to make that change without having the bad effects, such as um, diarrhea or mm-hmm. digestive upset. Well, I hope no one's eating lunch while they're listening to this podcast episode. <laughs> but if you're if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're a dog person, so so you're totally with us. Um, so Rebecca, we we did we touched on the um, the bear and the rat collaboration that you do um, with their frozen yogurt and how that's a really fun way to work supplements into your dog's routine. Are there any other suggestions you have on, um, on like fun ways to incorporate supplements? Another way to introduce and and what I think is sort of a fun way to, to bring supplements into the regimen is we have, um, some of our supplements are soft chews. Some are powders that you sprinkle over the food. And with the soft chews, we have a product that's called jump. And it is for joint health for young active dogs. And it is a really high value 
treat that they can take and they don't even know it's a supplement. And so that's a, a way that you can work on training and it's um, the jump is easy to break apart. It's a, a clover shaped soft chew. And the, and I think all dogs can um, benefit from jump from having some of the, the joint supplementation in their, their normal diet. And then we also have a supplement that's called Grin, and it also is a soft chew, and it's for dental health. And um, I trained my dogs to do all sorts of, you know, silly tricks just by using the Grin. And then they don't even know that they're getting a supplement every day because it's a fun way for you to have that bonding time with your pet and not feel bad about giving them um, you know, a treat that doesn't have the nutritional or supplemental value. It, it allows you to give them their su supplements in a, in a really fun way. Yeah. Well, I know um, my other dog, Lucy, we've done a lot of training, a lot of trick training together. And um, we go through certain phases where we just do a lot more training than other times. Um, and she does have a tendency to put on a few pounds because it can be a lot of calories, all those little treats. So it's, that's a very good suggestion to use like a supplement treat um, so that they're not just kind of empty calories. Right. Yeah. And it, um, and it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Them something that is actually beneficial. Well, and I think it's just a lot more, you, you get that instant gratification of seeing your dog, getting their treat and how much they love it and makes their tail wag instead of maybe, you know, sprinkling it on their food. You don't, you don't really see how excited they get by it. Um, even though sprinkling it on the food is good too. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and I really want to get them excited. Then I just pull out some of the barren rat frozen yogurt. Yes. And that is, um, it, it's just, they, I, I mean, they will do anything for that. <laughs> it's really fun to watch. Oh, my dogs love it so much, but they are just really intense about it. <laughs> and they don't understand that you're supposed to lick frozen yogurt and just savor it. Um, they try to just take a bite out of it. And usually I have to wrestle the container <laughs> off of them. Um, so sometimes I'll actually take that. Um, I'll... I'll peel off the wrapper and I'll cut it and stick it in a Kong or maybe add it to their food bowl to kind of mix up their meal. And that's kind of, that's been a really fun way to, to use that as well. What a great idea. I, I did have to um, contact Meg, uh, one of the owners of the Baron Rat, because Wilson, my golden retriever mix, he ate the entire container before I <laughs> even stop him. And it's all um, food safe packaging and even the ink they made as food safe. And so if your dog does eat the container like Wilson. Well, I am so glad that you told me that because we have the dog, my dogs have definitely eaten parts of the packaging, <laughs> <laughs> but I have labs. So I'm used to them kind of being little garbage disposals. Um, so I, I didn't think anything of it, but I'm really glad that you did that extra research. See, that's the scientist coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the left brain. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so another another question that I see popping up all the time, you know, I'm in all these Facebook groups of pet owners and pet parents, um, and and you kind of touched on this earlier, but I just wanted to see if you could elaborate. People say, you know, my dog is nine or my dog is ten, and they're getting stiff, and what kind of supplement should I give them? Can you, how early should you start your dog? Um, and does the dosage change um, according to um, their age? And I'm talking about like joint supplements and things like that. In our clinical studies, we had dogs who were aged six months to 19 years, and and so it's a and so connectin is safe mm-hmm. to give over the entire every life stage. It's a really good idea to start joint supplementation as the dog is going through the fast growth, as as we're all aware, our dogs grow too quickly. And that initial period, and it's different depending on different breeds, the amount of time. Typically with like retrievers, it takes two years before they've gone all the way through that physiological growth time. And and during that time, it's good to give Connectin because their joints are building a foundation that's going to last them through their entire life. And so if you've ever watched a big gangly Great Dane try to, you know, get through puppyhood, you can imagine how important it is to have the cartilage, that cushioning, and the synovial fluid, that lubrication around a joint supplemented so that it's developing a strong foundation. So I suggest that you start joint supplementation early through that growth stage. If you can continue with it, that's great because they need often additional supplementation for their active lifestyle. But certainly as they get to be, depending on um, the size of the dog, when they get to be about uh, five or six years old, you want to seriously consider getting ahead of that um, joint degradation. And just over time, their joints start to break down. With small dogs, it's usually the knee because they're jumping on and off things Mm -hmm. a lot. With large dogs, it's the larger joints. And you want to keep those joints um, lubricated and and um, keep the the building blocks going into their diet. And that's why at Enclover, we have two different options. So we have Connectin, which is our complete clinically tested, really robust formulation. And we suggest that you give that as they're growing. And if there's any case of injury or breed disposition, certainly do continue that with that. Um, if you're able, it's great to continue with Connectin throughout. But if not, during those middle years, you can switch to Jump, which will be much more economical. And that's mm. for soft chew format that is for younger active dogs. It doesn't have the complete formulation as Connectin, but in every chew, and one chew is a daily dose for a 40 pound dog. It has 1,200 milligrams of active supplementation. So you're actually supplementing them. And like I said before, you can use it um, as a healthy treat. But I do recommend that you provide their joints with some support throughout their life. Yeah, that that's so interesting. I, I almost... Um... I almost thought that you shouldn't give really young dogs a joint supplement for some reason. I just like had some weird idea in my mind that it 
um, would, would hinder their growth or something like that. But I'm, thank you for explaining it. That makes so much sense that while they're growing, they really especially do need um, those extra nutrients and stuff to help their joints grow really strong. And, and it is supplementation. So it's not stopping their body from producing the normal joint building blocks, but it's supplementing them. And, and that's really the key to remember is that as they're growing, they're just not able to produce what they their bodies need. And also as our pets get older, um, and then this is the same as in humans too, there are things like enzymes that we can no longer make digestive enzymes in the amount that we need. Same with dogs. And so we need to supplement as they get older, we need to supplement their digestive enzymes so that they're able to break down and absorb the nutrients in their food. So supplementation is a very important piece of their diet. And it's it absolutely we should feed a good diet and a complete diet, but you can start thinking now about the reasons why you would still need to supplement your pet, even if they get a really good diet. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think um, different dogs might have slightly different issues um, that, you know, might I have two dogs and so I feed them the same food, um, but I could kind of give them different supplements like Lucy just, she has a tendency to get a little bit more stiff and like maybe a little twinge of arthritis. So she gets extra joint supplement. Bert gets a little bit itchy. And so he gets a skin and coat supplement. Um, and that's a nice way. I think that you can, um, you know, not have to overly complicate your life with all these different kinds of foods, but you could just kind of do different supplements. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's the way we're moving is that um, people are going to start thinking about supplementation even before they think about what food, because the food can be a constant, um, but supplementation needs to be really personalized for your pet. Yeah, that that is good. You're really... Um got me thinking here. <laughs> um, cause I, I think that I tend to be, um, kind of inconsistent with the supplements that I give my dogs. Um, and do you, do you think that it's, that it makes a big difference if you're giving it like religiously every single day, or if you're just making sure that they're getting it on a regular basis? Um, how important is that? Am I, is it pointless if I'm doing it inconsistently? Absolutely not. It is, it is not pointless. And, and an example I can give is with our Optigest. So I had mentioned all the things you'll see if you give Optigest. And the reason for that is because Optigest is actually changing the balance of bacteria in your pet's digestive system. So it's increasing these good beneficial bacteria and they're like little nutrient factories and they're kicking out vitamins and short chain fatty acids and all these good healthy things. So if you give it every day and over a long term, you'll see additional benefit because they're the little nutrition factories in your pet's gut are going to be thriving. But let's say that, um, let's say Lucy was on antibiotics and you know when they're on antibiotics that both the good and bad bacteria are going to be decreased. So you decide that for that 10-day regimen, you're going to give Optigest at the same time. So during that 10 days, 
the antibiotics will decrease the levels of every bacteria and the optogest will selectively feed only the good bacteria. So right away, she's going to have a better chance of getting through the, the whatever caused the infection that caused you to put her on antibiotics and getting through that regimen of antibiotics with a healthier system. And then if you stop after that, she still has the good bacteria that have built up in her system. And so she's still going to have a healthier system, even though you didn't continue it. Ah, that makes so much sense. And she, Lucy, unfortunately, she's kind of prone to hot spots um, in the summer. And sometimes they just spread like wildfire on her. And then we end up being on antibiotics and everything. Um, so, so this is really interesting. I'm definitely going to remember that this summer when inevitably <laughs> something happens. <laughs> um, well, Rebecca, this has been so wonderful talking to you. Um, before we go, I always like to ask people about, about their pets. You did touch on your dogs a little bit that you have a golden retriever mix, but um, if you'd like to tell us about your other pets, I'd love to hear about them. I, I do have. So Wilson, who is sitting next to me is a, uh, a, a golden retriever. I actually did the DNA test on both of my dogs. So he has some border collie um, and regular collie and golden retriever. And I um, found Wilson at the golden retriever rescue of the Rockies, grr. And <laughs> he, was, uh, he was bottle fed actually. So they had him as a puppy. They had, and so I, I oftentimes have to remind him that he, um, yes, he is a rescue, but he can't pull that card as much as he tries to. <laughs> he had a, a, a really blessed life. Um, and then my other rescue dog, Lucky, he came from New Mexico. Um, the uh, shelters down there, it was a high kill shelter. And here in Boulder, Colorado, we have a fabulous humane society that is very active in bringing animals in from high kill shelters. And so um, Lucky is uh, joined us about four years ago and he looks like a German shepherd, exactly like a German shepherd, but he weighs 23 pounds. And oh, <laughs> just the boss of the house. And so he is so much fun to have around and he is whip smart and um, has, uh, I, I did the DNA test on him and he came back as Alaskan Malamute, Australian shepherd and pit bull. And they said he should weigh about um, 120 pounds. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's, it's a fun household with uh, all the animals and then the chickens outside and the horses. Um, it's, it's great. We're very fortunate to be in a place where we can have all of these animals. Yeah, that sounds so fun. It sounds like they're living the dream. They are. And In Clover has a pet-friendly office, and we our offices sit on 23 acres. We're, we're all sheltering in right now. We're working right. remotely. But it is what we call Disney for dogs at our office because everybody can bring their off, their dogs into the office and it forces us to go out on our 23 acres and walk them. And we have a, a pond and it's just beautiful. Well, I want to come work at In Clover. <laughs> Please. Yes. Yes. We'll talk offline, Tori. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, Rebecca, tell everyone where they can where they can find In Clover online and learn more about um, your forty plus different supplements. Absolutely. So you can find In Clover at inclover.com. 
Um, uh, also, we'd love to support all of our independent retailers. So if you have a great local independent retailer, please do support them. And shout out to Healthy Pet Products, Tori's own uh, independent retail store in Pittsburgh. Yes. You'll find our products on uh, Amazon.com if that's easier for you. All right. Awesome. Lots of options. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you. I've so enjoyed it. I really appreciate you allowing me to come on and share. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.